Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler, and today we're going to find out if I'm totally geek or totally chic after talking about the number 27 film on the best rom-coms list, Can't Buy Me Love. This was perfect timing to review this movie because, in some ways, this movie has a lot of parallels to another film that explores the perils of popularity, the new musical version of Mean Girls that just came out this year. So I'm super excited to welcome in Whitney to talk about both of these films. How are you doing, Whitney? I'm good. This is an audio podcast, so you can't see it, but I'm wearing a beret, and Whitney is wearing a full-on white suede outfit with tassels and all. <laughs> yeah, tassels and all. <laughs> we, we are looking Definitely. pretty good. Is yours uh, free of wine stains, though? Yeah, so far. So far. You never know. I mean, $1,000 for that outfit... Back then. Back then. Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. <laughs> a leather, full leather outfit. So are you ready to take a nostalgic trip into the 80s film that taught us that love might be priceless, but social status comes with a hefty price tag? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Cindy Mancini and Ronald Miller live on the same street, but they're in totally different worlds. Wouldn't you like to be popular? Cindy's hot. Ronald's not. But he's got a plan that could change all that. I want to rent you. Rent me? Yeah. You pretend you like me, and we go out for just a few weeks. Just going out with me is not going to make you popular. Well, I have a thousand dollars. It says it will. Can't Buy Me Love is a 1987 American teen romantic comedy film directed by Steve Rash, starring Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson, and a story about a nerd at a high school in Tucson, Arizona, who gives a cheerleader $1,000 to pretend to be his girlfriend for a month. The film takes its title from a Beatles song of the same title. Okay, so Whitney, um, I had I just had not seen this film at all. Had no idea what it was about. Knew that Patrick Dempsey was in it. That was about it. So I went in pretty fresh to this film. You said you felt like you had seen it before? Yeah, so it was 1987, so I didn't get to see it. Like It wasn't a movie I grew up on. Like... Um, my sister-in-law, Debbie, she did because she would have been oh, enough yeah. older than me yeah. that it was like in her tween teen years. Yeah, because we were about six or seven when this came out. Yeah, yeah. and so it wasn't it wasn't one I grew up on like that. But re-watching it, I definitely have seen it and knew what was coming and what parts were about to happen. I knew about like the wine spill. I knew about the lawnmower. Like I knew lots of the movie. So I had seen it multiple times, I would have imagined. Yeah. Just did it. I didn't, it wasn't one I grew up on like that. Yeah. I, I thought the movie started off really strong. Uh, and you, you even made note of it. Uh, the touchstone logo appears at the beginning of the film. Which Loved is, it. It immediately <laughs> gives it an extra bump in the stars for me. Yeah. I knew so little about this film that I didn't even, I mean, obviously I knew, I've loved, I love the Beatles and, uh, you know, I've Love the song Can't Buy Me Love. Never thought that the two would be correlated at all, but it opens up. I was like, oh, hey, we're, you know, to me, the production value is already pretty high. I wonder how much they paid for the rights to this song. But for me personally, uh, my feelings towards this film kind of dropped off <laughs> as things went. Going. I think you're going to get in trouble for saying I that. Think I, I think it I will. It's definitely be. an iconic movie. Yeah. And I think you're being too hard on it. For some reason, I think you've. Like turned on romantic comedies because it is <laughs> a quintessential romantic comedy. <laughs> I so I, I when thinking about this movie, I was kind of thinking about I, I do I do think that if I saw this movie 
maybe a little older. In 1987. In 1987. It may be one of my favorite films ever. Watching it now. Yeah, <laughs> not it's so not much. a fair look. And it's not even the cheesiness because I love I love cheesiness. Like we've been we've been uh, binging uh, the original Full House, like in our household. I'm not yeah, opposed. But you like it because you saw the original Full House. No, no, no. If you rewatched no. that now, you'd be like, <laughs> no. if it was just out, you'd be like, this is terrible. No, no, I love like the shows that the girls watch sometimes. Like. Uh, um, the camp, the camp. What's the one with the twins we love? Live and Maddie. Live and Maddie. I love that show. Yeah, it's and amazing. It's, and it's a cheesy show, and it's not like. I know. know that's not what it's about. You just you couldn't believe him in the character role, but you have a way more history with him now. That was his like breakout movie. No, I, I actually I didn't I didn't mind him at all. I I liked him a lot. I thought he was actually pretty good, Patrick Dempsey. As this, like, I could buy him as this nerd, but also <laughs> I kind of laughed at the shots where he has his shirt kind of unbuttoned as he's washing the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, well, he, sure. he was totally was becoming like the teen star, you know. Um, uh, I don't know if girls even buy posters anymore to hang on their wall of te- what was those magazine called? Yeah, like they Tiger, Teen Beat, yeah, something like that. 17. Yeah, no, I actually liked him. I just thought from a screenplay standpoint, I just thought the jokes were really bad. I just didn't think they were good. There, there were some good one-liners here and there, but just like, <laughs> I thought it was cute to see Seth Green as his younger brother here, but like, just all the scenes with him, you could just tell they just liked that kid a lot, and they were just making letting him do his own thing. It's just, it just those jokes just weren't very funny to me. And the I whole, think you were just in a sour mood. I wasn't. Why would I be in a sour <laughs> I don't mood? Know. I don't know. I liked it. I, I, I mean, it is more nostalgic, but I do. I, I think you're going to get eaten alive for these comments. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I, no. I mean, I don't know who's out there trolling. Yeah. Um, can't buy me love. Uh, worried about, it. <laughs> but they might. They might yeah. troll you. Yeah, there might be some. Yeah, uh, stands out there. Uh, but I, I, I will say, I, I did get a kick out of. Um, you know, I didn't know like Seth Green was in this. Uh, I laughed at the beginning. You know, they talked about choreography from Paula Abdul. Apparently, she was in one of the dance scenes. I don't know if she was oh, one of the cheerleaders it, or maybe, yeah. but I wasn't looking out for her. But um, I will say, I mean, it's just the theme that still happens today. I mean, this movie just touches on popularity in high school. Yeah. Uh, and so that's just something, no matter what decade you're in is, you know. Yeah. I mean, it fits every single one of those. Like the, she's all that and just mean girls like, and it hits it to the T. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd hate for it too, but it, it's just wrong, sick and wrong that it does just hit it. Yeah. And I, what I liked about it is like he's trying to, with his friend, figure out a way to not be as boring. Yeah. As opposed to a lot of times those aren't, that's not the case, but he is trying. He's like, I don't want to be this guy anymore, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, did, I don't know. Did, I liked it. did you believe his, you know, uh, I, I almost kind of, I'm probably reading to it. Too much, but probably, uh, probably. <laughs> I'm so offended by you. I, I just feel like he's worked so hard for all this money. Do you think he would make such a jump like this so fast? To, uh, I, 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 th- I think what I think the parts that there was a lot happening last night when we watched it. So I think we missed a little of the just the 
the realizing that that has been his neighbor for years. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like he just ran into her. It wasn't like she was just the popular girl. I yeah. mean, he has idolized her for years. Yeah. And so, I, I don't know. I mean, we did know that he made 1500 so he had enough money to still go get that. Like, he could, yeah. he he knew in his brain, he, he just was cutting some of his savings, right? Yeah. So, yeah. like, I... I could see that it's something that somebody yeah. would make shift to jump and do. Yeah. Hallie would do that. Hallie loves money, but Hallie would raise <laughs> it and work hard to get it. And yeah. then at first, like, wait a minute, I need this instead. She would jump. You so, think so? I think, yeah. a, I think yeah. a four, 15, 16, yeah. however old he was, yeah. would jump. Yeah. Do you think he would be so quick to ditch his friends like he does? I don't know. Maybe. I. Yeah, I mean that plays out in all movies, and you see that happen a lot. Now I can't believe what he did at the end, and I may be jumping to the end, but no, I, yeah. for him to go and do what, and those guys have always messed with him, to him become the messer. And yeah, not, he and, basically fanalizes one of his best friend's house. Yeah, yeah. I, and and he knows and that even his that, dads just, and them are out there, like in yeah. front of his dad and yeah. in front of the guy, yeah. like. I, I, yeah. But I can see the peril of they're making him do it. Like I remember. People making me do stuff like in youth group. And I was on that verge of like, I was always in the, like, I was never like totally the cool kid, but I was not in the nerd kid. Like, I was fine. I just kind of put my head down and was good to go. I could kind of meld into any group. But if somebody told me, like, if they were like, come on, I remember getting in a car with like, kids and they'd be smoking in the back seat and I would be panicked because <laughs> I didn't want to smoke. I didn't want to smell like smoke. Yeah. And they'd be like, come on, you're such a wuss. And I just would be like, I, I didn't ever know what to do. Like, you're just like, and I, I know now I could have just been like, I don't want to stink like that, but I didn't have enough gumption to do that. And so I could see that happening. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think that's far fetched. No, no. Did you, uh, so what do you, I had never, uh, seen Amanda Peterson before. Um, she's so and, pretty. Uh, I don't know why she didn't make, I, I looked, she didn't really do anything else. She didn't do a whole lot. Um, she sadly, um, did you know this? I was kind of doing some research, but she passed away in 2015. Oh yeah. Um, uh, let me find this, uh, quote real quick. Uh, after her death in July twenty uh, July of twenty fifteen, so not that uh, long ago, Amanda Peterson's family revealed that a traumatizing experience on the set of Can't Buy Me Love contributed to issues Peterson later faced, including an addiction to drugs that ultimately ended her acting career. Peterson what? died of an accidental morphine overdose in twenty fifteen at the age of forty three. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, are they alluding to like? Abuse? I, I don't know. I don't know. I, w- I would say this uh, movie's pretty testosterone uh, sure. filled. So, yeah. and knowing how just movie sets in general work. So, I, you know, she was uh, she was only uh, fifteen when she made this movie. Oh. So that's. I mean, that's yeah. a lot. I mean, she was. They had her drinking a lot. I'd be curious if back. I mean, I don't know how that works. Do you really drink when you're doing it? Probably not now but probably then probably i don't know well i i mean if you're on a set uh, i think it said patrick since he was 22 i think i read but like i mean they're all around that age oh weird um, she was 15 and he was 22 yeah I how think do so. they do that is that legal now can they do that can you film a I, movie and make I, them kiss and i stuff? mean i think they generally even for all high school stuff they're generally like 
uh, over 18. Yeah. That's pretty creepy. <laughs> yeah. well, let's well, not dive into that. Yeah, yeah. That's let's not, not what this podcast but, is about. But I will say, like, uh, I read the oral history of Dazed and Confused, and, you know, a lot of those actors were older, but a lot, a lot about that book was just like, all the fun they had outside of the set. So I'm just saying in this, you know, it had to be like a high school into itself on the set, I would think. Sure. <laughs> you know, just like this movie or yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah but um, yeah. I thought she was good in her role. Yeah. The only person I didn't like in their role was her mom. Her mom was a terrible actress. <laughs> and I wondered, like, is this like her mom in real life? Like, why is she so bad? It's like she was reading the cue cards. Yeah. But other yeah. than that, I liked yeah. him. I, I thought, uh, um, so Patrick, Patrick Dempsey's character is Ronald. I thought Ronald's mom too was like completely like she could never get the fact that he wanted a telescope, right? It's yeah. just like, do you have any investment into you? you clearly have a child who's like very smart and she seemed to- well that was the whole dick dick like they did it like they their favorite thing was their their young son because he was funny and yeah. cool yeah. like they liked they yeah. liked that they hated that he was you, you saw yourself in seth green's character right like you were that little kid that walking around with little wisecracks and stuff i, I was the wisecrack kid but i would never ever want to be compared to seth green no, no, let, no, me, let me reiterate never I wasn't i'm saying still kind of about you not liking this movie it's just i i just could there there were things there were certain elements that did like i will say it'll come more into a rom-com rankings things i i, I do think the dance the whole dance scene was pretty amazing memorable. yeah yeah that's funny. like the best thing ever yeah, yeah but it was it's the other set up movies like that having dance scenes i think that is where movies having those dance scenes came from yeah but that the the big uh that I mean, there's all these little popular guys he becomes friends with, but there was this whole stick that they kept where he would like fart, where the little brothers played by Seth Green was. And, you know, he was like, ooh, the fart. Like, there were just too many of those scenes. And people like fart jokes. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta calm down. I don't mind a fart joke, but this this is like played out pretty bad. Like, yeah, uh, you know, there's just too many of those moments. And it was almost, I, I liked Patrick Dempsey and I liked how much, I totally understood why he cast, why they cast him because, I mean, he is totally all in. But such the, such drastic jumps, I was, you know, it just kind of like, uh, I, You I kept know. saying he jumped drastically, but I think definitely I've seen those people at school that can do something like crazy. Like they eat something gross or they... They were, and they instantly rise to fame, which yeah. they let him instantly rise to fame. Yeah. But then they show him walking in the halls or even at that dance wearing the most ridiculous outfit and he still doesn't fit in. So that's the point is that he can, he can be as cool as he wants, but he still never fit in. And they look at him like, but just because he was overconfident, he yeah. did that dance. Yeah. Then they're like, okay. So he rose up again a little yeah. bit, but he never really did. Yeah. Like he was never like super cool. Yeah. And I think they still played that well. Yeah. Uh, here, I'm glad I looked at my notes here. It, like, the fact that she's this poet all of a sudden. Yeah, <laughs> she I'll runs, give you that. There's, there's too many oh. of those scenes. Poetry. Poetry's dumb. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Uh, no, no, I don't think poetry's dumb. I'm not saying that. <laughs> That's what he said. You no. heard it here. <laughs> no, just, uh, she's like, hold on a second. She goes and pulls out this poetry. Someday my wish is for him to hold me in his arms in a sea of deep blue. Together at last, together as two. Oh, that's beautiful. 
I didn't know you were a poet. No one knows. Even Bobby? Thank you for trusting me with these. Well, let's just keep it between us, okay? For life or longer. Promise? Promise. But you should be proud of it. You're talented. It was just moments like those. I mean, they're very much just just roll your eyes type of moments. That just, <laughs> but uh, I'm kind of jumping. I do think this movie uh, ends really well. So uh, I did. I so did, you like the beginning, and you I like the, the end. I you think don't the like middle. farts and poetry. That's what we got. That's what we're coming to. That's pretty much yeah. Okay. Uh, what we got <laughs> right. going Great. on. So uh, um, we talked a little bit about. I mean, the main performances between uh, Dempsey and uh, Peterson. Um, I mean, any of the other side characters, they all kind of blend into each other a little no, bit. No, but it was fun to see. I mean, there were people in there that, like, his best friend, that guy ended up being in lots of stuff. And yeah. I don't know what they were. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, it that was fun just to see the iconicness of that. I, I'm not saying it has to be ranked among the highest. What I'm saying is... Of course, this if you're listing the, the 50 best rom-coms, I think this set the stage for what rom-coms were. Okay. Now, rom-coms can be written better now and yeah. have funnier jokes because people, that's just life, right? But I think no. you're holding it to a standard that's <laughs> a little strange. Okay. <laughs> um, just real quickly, I did find this note. I thought this was funny. Uh, Cindy's boyfriend, Bobby, you know, the Iowa football star, his name is... Uh, uh, George Gray, and apparently he, he's been the announcer on The Price is Right since 2010. Weird. <laughs> so I strange. don't think he kept his cool status, did he? <laughs> no. I don't know. I think that'd be an amazing gig, though. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Um, so uh, any kind of, I will say uh, to this movie, to its credit, I thought as many bad lines as there were, I thought there were some good lines as well. But did you have any favorite scenes or quotes? We've mentioned that African anteater dance. Yeah, I love sequence. the dance. Um, I love how they set that up. And then I love that the nerds instantly knew it was the African anteater dance because they watched PBS. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Um, there was another line I really liked about um, in the car. She was talking to, to her friend and her friend was describing like when she went on a date with um, Ronald and she was basically just like, well, lady never tells. And I like that her friend like burned her by saying um, something to the effect of, uh, well, when I hear from a lady next time, I'll let you know. Like, in other words, she wasn't a lady. I just, I like the little subtle mean girly stuff that happened. Yeah. I liked his little quip about uh, sitting in the visitor stands during the home games. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it would be more fun to party with those guys our senior year. Go to the games. Go to all the games. We sit in the visiting section, Kenneth, at our own school. We just went to a high school basketball match at the two rival high schools here. And um, one of the high schools uh, is all about school spirit and is, like, totally fine to have school spirit. And the other school... Those kids are a little bit cool, quote unquote cooler. They would definitely be the mean girls in the scenario, and they try to not be as cool, so they try not to cheer. But I was looking around, and you could definitely see pockets of kids that were sitting. They they didn't want to sit in the student section, but they had their group of friends, and they sat elsewhere. And so the minute they said that line, I got tickled. I was like, "Yep, there it is. There's the kids that want to be here. They do have school spirit, but they don't want to sit with those kids with no school spirit." And um, 
it was just a, it was just like so I think that's very telling. So uh, kind of talking a little bit about the end, you really seem to like that uh, scene. So uh, Ronald's been called out in front of the, the whole school for the little arrangement he made uh, with Cindy and everything. So he is, you know, off to the side and his now even his good friends, the nerds, they they've ostracized him now, too. And so he sees one of his best friends getting picked on his former, quote unquote, popular friend. You, you, you like that scene where he stood up for him, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I just like that he goes over there and I, I like the whole scene, but I don't I don't think we'd seen that as much in movies until this movie. Yeah. That's why I yeah. think it was good. Yeah. But I it was well, saying uh, th- towards the end I this <laughs> the slow clap uh <laughs> After this, was everything amazing. goes down. It, it kind of won won me over. Oh. I thought you were gonna. Say you didn't like it. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that would happen in a schoolyard. It's the best. <laughs> would it? Yeah. Most definitely. Just like you, you pour at... a shake on somebody's head. That stuff happens in high school. That happened in high school. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a, somebody stood up for Definitely. that. And then there was a slow clap that yeah. just resonated in the hallways. Yes. <laughs> yes. I will put money on it. At least in my high school. Uh, and I have to get your I have to get your take on the closing scene. And you, you said the cowboy hat was uh, iconic with him yeah. on the mower. Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, that's all I remember is that that was just like the thing. I, I'm just I, I don't know this for certain. I'm <laughs> I'm assuming your brother mowed yards, and I bet he probably wore a cowboy hat while he doing it. He most definitely did. <laughs> And he would go get his hair permed back then in the bottom just to look even cooler. I mean, yeah. but he would have been in that other camp. He would have been that heartthrob, but he was always striving to do that. And he would have gotten that straight off of that movie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> movie musings. From our movie musings questions for you, uh, they definitely revolve kind of around high school and popularity and that sort of thing. But I was wondering, I, I thought of it instant for sure. I don't know if you had, ever had this, but did you ever babysit for a family and maybe they had an older sibling that you had a crush on. Or did you ever do, like, in this movie, you know, he mows the yard of the girl he has a crush on. Were you ever, did you ever have a situation like that? Um, no, but I had, like, I didn't, like, babysit for anybody, like, that had older siblings. Because I felt like they would have baby- made them babysit. But I definitely had people at church or, like, my brother's friends that I would have a crush on. And then they would be, like, over at the house or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it, mine was more so at church, I think, just seeing people that were either a little older in the youth group or also just there that at church we were friends, but then at school we maybe weren't. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah. You know, it was just kind of how that went. Yeah. It's, it, it just made me think when I, uh, it started off in elementary school, we had uh, another family like in our neighborhood and uh, their daughter, we went to the same schools just like growing up. And so I remember doing like, Bible studies like at their house like in elementary school or something like that but as I grew older I started doing yard work for them and uh and so we were in the same class and I never I this is true I never had a crush on her but she was the popular 
pretty cheerleader, all that kind of stuff. And I did yard work uh, for them throughout high school. And it did remind me, it was a little odd because sometimes we would see each other and we were friends even like at high school, but it was always a little odd because I would, I would interact with her mom as far as like payment and all those kind of things. And so this really made me laugh. I did connect with that kind of awkwardness uh, there yeah. or whatever like that. So um, but I'm pretty sure there was no, uh, it was similar in the sense. I don't think there was any kind of feeling coming from her yeah. <laughs> towards me at all. Maybe if I had a cowboy hat, I could have really changed yeah, things and around. your shirt some. <laughs> I don't know if that would have done it. <laughs> uh, so I was wondering, um, a lot is made of lunch uh, d- during uh, school in this movie. Uh, was there a quote unquote popular lunch table yeah, at the school? Yeah, I have such anxiety just thinking about <laughs> school. So you won't believe that. Uh, you will now, but other people wouldn't believe this. I was so quiet in high school, and that's what I like. I could sit at any of the tables. I wasn't ostracized for many. I could. I I felt like I had a spot, so I was fine. But lunch made me a nervous wreck. I wanted to like find the people I wanted to talk to and just sit next to them. But I was not one to be like funny. I decided to not be that way when I hit college and changed my outlook in life. But I mean, I had high anxiety. I did not want to do any of it. When people in movies like go in the bathroom and just eat their lunch, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Which is weird because I'm definitely an extrovert and not an introvert. Yeah. But lunch gave me just high anxiety. Yeah. One time we left school and snuck to lunch, which I never got in trouble. But my mom was out of town and my dad had let me drive his car just a couple blocks to our school. And it was in our neighborhood, but I wasn't 16 yet. But yeah. I like drove it. Well, I decided to take everybody to lunch, which was also just a couple blocks through a neighborhood. But then we were late getting back. Anyway, luckily nobody, the principal caught us all for. Luckily nobody turned us in because one, I didn't have a license. Like, we could have been in giant trouble. But anyway, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just definitely made me think of like, I mean, there was definitely a table and the way I had a pretty big high school, but I remember kind of almost the start of every year, you know, we had multiple lunch, lunch periods. So you weren't quite sure who was going to actually be at your lunchtime. So I remember that kind of anxiousness kind of being there of like, Oh, I hope one of my friends is here or whatever like that. And I just remember we had long tables, but a lot of it, half our cafeteria was round tables. And I would just remember like, like 15 of us would try to crowd around, around this one, one yeah, table. It yeah. just didn't make any sense no. uh, whatsoever. And it seems like Cali schools now, they make them sit like with their classes and yeah. stuff like that. And so, and I still think it's unfair that they make them do that, but that's because Hallie has friends and would be totally fine. Yeah. But like, if you, I understand why they do that. It cuts out on anxiety. Yeah. Like they know yeah. every kid knows where to sit. And yeah. Got yeah. a place. Yeah. It's funny though, how that, like, even as a freshman at Baylor, like we would generally eat dinner with the same group, but we would never sit at the same spot. No. <laughs> like why it is that? It kind of goes away. I don't know. Weird. <laughs> so funny. Um, uh, the last question I had is, um, did you ever have a like high school hangout place or, or restaurant like, <clears throat> Scoops plays a pretty big part in this uh, show where they always kind of go to. No, I don't mm. think I did. Yeah. I, like, you know, like we had places that we always went, like restaurants kind of right over by there. Yeah. But 
like still Mazios, like everybody goes to here, I guess, but not, no, nobody like hung out there without their parents. That was just like where you went with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't. Maybe I wasn't cool enough to go to any of them. I think there were like house parties. Yeah. And I was too good at HSU. I would never have gone. (laughs) So I don't know. Yeah, that was, I think being like East Texas, it seemed like uh, more people hung out at people's houses, especially out in the country and stuff like that. There wasn't that place, but I always wa- remember watching Say by the Bell and always being a little jealous that they had like the max that they went to, yeah. <laughs> you know, just as I would have liked that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Rom com rankings. What did you think about the romantic chemistry <laughs> between Ronald and uh, I keep forgetting her name, Ronald and Cindy here? So I know I'm going to be not what you are, but I will say. When they're leaning back in that car and she is looking at him and trying to express her love and he cannot pick up on it because he he could never believe that she would actually like him. Yeah. She does such a good job of like actually looking interested in him. And so I feel that like chemistry between them way more than I would have thought that I would between a nerd and yeah. them. So yeah. you're not going to like it, but I give it a four. A four? Mm-hmm. No, I- why You're not going to like my it? rankings because you just told me you don't like it. So. <laughs> I'm going higher to combat your lowness. I, I give it a solid three. Like yeah. I, I think, yeah. you know, for a high school romance. Yeah. And I will say to this credit, they're not trying to make it really more than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so. You don't think they're going to go get married. It, it's a crush that develops into like some genuine feelings. And so I, I, I do feel that, you know, for them. So, yeah, no, that's three. I, I I'm not, I'm not so, I just, I, I like the synopsis of this movie. I, li- I like the things that play out. I just think the things they filled in, the gaps, sure. uh, were not strong. But uh, this one's kind of a, a little hard. Uh, the best friends aspect, because uh, Ronald here ditches all his, best like, friends. really, like, best friends. Um, nobody's really there to kind of provide as a conscious to what he's except doing. Except his little brother. Except his, <laughs> yeah, his little brother. I yeah. will say, like, I always thought of it as like, I never know if you're wanting to know if I like the supporting actors and actresses or if I like how they wrote them and like how they talk to each other. Like, I never yeah. know what you're wanting. Because I think there definitely are side characters in this, right? Yeah. She's got the two friends. He's got yeah. the. He had his friends. He ditched them, and then he's. Yeah. So there are side characters, and I yeah. could rate those separately. As far as like how they, if they're actually good friends, yeah. I don't think any of them are good friends to any of them. Those yeah. girls are horrible to each other. Yeah. And she doesn't really like them, but she sits with them again at the end anyway. I mean, <laughs> nobody does. has any friends. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what. Yeah. I, I don't know how. I I guess I don't know how you're judging that. No, it's, I would say this is definitely a cat. You're just calling me out just like as we're recording here. Yeah. <laughs> this category is kind of, kind of molded. I, I think it's overall kind of really personally, like how you feel. You, you know, sometimes it's generally, uh, sometimes it's obvious. Like here's the, the best friend character, you know, kind of ha- how we've traditionally felt. I think digging into these movies, it's definitely evolved. And I realized that that's not as much of a trope as I maybe thought it was or other people thought it was. So sometimes I've done kind of a general consensus, but sometimes that aspect just doesn't play into this. Like would I want any of them as my friends? No. No. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But like, did I think that their role in the movie was important? Yes. Yeah. Like they play an important role because you couldn't have had stuff to go off of. Yeah. So I don't know. In this case, I think like the supporting characters – and them like being memorable in it. So, cause, uh, 
yeah. yeah. So um, I guess I, I would say I I'm th- thinking out. I usually think about this a little bit more before we hit recording. I would probably say I would say three. I remember some faces in here and stuff like yeah. that, but. Uh, they're not, memorable. I think they helped to make the movie, so I would have yeah. to give it a three. Do I want to be their friend? No. No. Yeah. So three. Good call. Uh, because we, this is kind of rare. We're, we're recording like pretty much right after we watched the movie, so we didn't really truly get to listen to the soundtrack uh, to this movie. Uh, I listened to it during it. Yeah. What did you think it. about it? You I loved, loved it. it yeah. Okay. I thought it was good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's very iconic yeah. for the time. I was looking at the listing. I love 80s music. Yeah. Uh, I always have. Uh, looking at the track listing, recognize a lot of the artists, but not the song so much. Like Atlantic Star, uh, they sing that one song that uh, you said Jeff sang in that talent show that oh, you yeah. love so much. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but Cutting Crew and stuff like that. I mean, when you have the Beatles song, yeah. uh, I mean. Well, it, my favorite was at the end. Um, oh, uh, was it the, the Billy uh, Idol Dancing, Dancing with, with myself. myself? Yeah. And I tried to look up what iconic movie it was from because I feel like it, maybe it was just from that, but I liked it in there. Yeah. I like the opening song and the ending song. The middle ones probably I don't recognize, but. Yeah, I noticed that the, like a lot of the songs weren't like super prominent. Yeah. It wasn't like they weren't used as segues to another scene. They mm-hmm. they'd be in the background of a da- you know, of a party or something like that. I'm gonna uh, give it a three and a half. Yeah, I think I think that's solid. So I, I agree with you on that one. See, I agree with you some on this movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said I think you were being too harsh. <laughs> you start to compare it to these artsy movies you like that nobody else likes, and it's not fair. Artsy movies that nobody else likes. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. like that one with that guy. I'm still mad about 500 Days, Days of, of Summer. Summer. I'm still mad about it. I'm holding a grudge about it because you're you're comparing <laughs> it in a list of rom coms, and I don't think it can be listed as a rom com. Would you like me to pull up the like Metacritic score? No, and, like, I believe it's a good movie. Yeah, I don't think it should be compared against a rom com. <laughs> okay, that's all. Go okay. back. Carry on. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the chasing or declaration of love. Uh, what, uh, what do you give this? I don't think there's a giant chase scene. No, no, there's not really, so, but de- definitely some declaration of love like de- feelings here. Yeah, the declaration of love. I think I think I needed it to be a little bit more. He, he does that little bathroom scene to the old lady, but they never show us that she actually heard him say that in the bathroom. Right, right, right. And um, I'll give it a three. I think it could have been higher. Okay. I was gonna, I'm going to surprise you here. I actually gave it a five because oh. <laughs> I, I, I feel like... I like it to jump the shark. I feel like it was twofold. I think it was that lunch scene at the end. Okay. Standing up yep. for his friend, I think even though that wasn't like directly that to her... It wasn't directly to her. Yeah. It was an involvement of his character. And then as, and I'll say this, as bad as the end scene is, it just doesn't make any, wait, wait, listen, I, I, I had to laugh and I had to enjoy the moment. Now, the fact that she still rides off with her friends and then she goes back and chases him, even though he hasn't really done anything all of a sudden, like for her to jump on his lawnmower and ride off onto the her sunset. Her friends say hi to him. Yeah. And it gives her permission to like him. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, I as that scene that I think those two combined, I mean, I, I will remember the cowboy hat. And, yeah, that's and psychotic. As bad though as him on a lawnmower. And all of a sudden the day like there's no it seemingly it's in the morning, he's like mowing the yard, and then all of a sudden the sun is setting as they're riding off. And I do appreciate too that they They rode around all day. They, they paid all day? Yeah. On the lawnmower? Yeah. 
know. <laughs> and I do appreciate that. Uh, they bought the rights to the song. Hey, we're going to have it open this movie and close this movie. Yeah. How do you feel about, I, I didn't think about this, but the, the movie's called Can't Buy Me Love. It, didn't he really, didn't money buy love by the end of it? Yeah, I think that was the point. But it's called Can't Buy Me Love. Yeah, but she paid him back. Did she? I think so. You thought it was like the full amount, mm-hmm. the envelope. Yeah, he, he said she this gives, should cover it, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not getting into you're that. You're not buying I'm into not, my... <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. All right. Rewatchability. Uh, rewatchability. I enjoyed rewatching it. Um, I'm going to give it a four. A four? Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I gave it a three. Even though I still don't think this is a great movie, I would say there's something about it. I think if it was on, it yeah. almost it's almost that like so bad it's good yeah. uh, category. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how I feel about it. So I, I'm kind of interested uh, to see how this kind of falls on the list of things. Number 27 to me on the surface seems pretty high. I feel like maybe the people that wrote this list have they grew up on this movie. For like, sure. Yeah. They're older. If yeah. you ask Debbie right now, yeah. she would list it really high. She yeah. loved it. Yeah. Now, I won't analyze it. I, also, you know, I will say, I think you may be onto something. I, I want to look at the dates of the other movies on this list and see, like, when they came out. And, you know, even though they did it badly, uh, I do think you're onto something that what they did create was something that added, created a template uh, for other movies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, I, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah. I know. I, th- I thought you'd be more excited that I was giving you credit for that. I am. <laughs> I, I don't feel it for me. Well, I always know you'll come around and give me credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just so confident in yourself, aren't you? Yep. <laughs> we as women have to be able to support each other. Get in, loser. Welcome, Katie. You're never going to believe what I found this morning. Your burn book. Mom, go make snacks. For sure. For sure, Regina. Yeah. Segwaying into uh, present day, uh, we just thought we'd quickly talk about this new version of Mean Girls. <laughs> I kept trying to get you to talk about this, and you're like, I really don't have much to say about it. Uh, but... Um, I have a strong opinion, but it will take two minutes. <laughs> it will take two minutes. Well, before you give that two minutes, strong opinion, uh, just in case you didn't know, uh, Mean Girls came out uh, the, in 2024, uh, directed by Samantha Jane and Toro Perez Jr. in their feature directorial debuts from a screenplay by Tina Fey. It is based on the Broadway musical of the same name, which in turn was based on Mark Waters' 2004 comedy film, both written by Fey and based on a 2002 book called Queen Bees and Wannabes. Uh, and so, anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> it's interesting. A lot's been made about the uh, marketing of this film because it is a musical. It's not called Mean Girls, the musical. It's just called Mean Girls. <laughs> and in a lot of the promotions, <laughs> there was no, uh, no indication that there were songs and stuff to drive people. Uh, originally, it was meant to just be on Paramount Plus as a streaming movie. They decided to move it to theaters, which was a good move because it's already made over $66 million worldwide. And its budget was $36 million. So it was a good move uh, by Paramount there. So uh, before I get into what I think, here, what's your two-minute opinion? <laughs> well, it's not going to be two minutes. That That's kind of unfair because I feel like I have to defend it for, based on what you have to say. So 
my take was that I went into it kind of not wanting to go. I didn't really care. Yeah. I really like Mean Girls. I liked the musical. I liked the movie. But I was like, I've seen it. You know, I didn't know if I would really care. So I went in with low expectations and I was pleasantly surprised. I liked that it was the musical version because mm -hmm. I wanted to hear all those songs again without having to be at the, the Broadway musical. Um, and I liked that it was the musical. I knew that going in because you had told me. So I wasn't taken off guard by yeah, the yeah, musical. Yeah. I was. I loved all the cameos that popped in and out. I thought that that was really fun. But that the main characters were like a lot of them actual the Broadway stars and were really good at their singing. Yeah. I thought the singing was good. Yeah. I thought the way they did the music was good, and it didn't feel like it just started. Like it. It was fun to watch. Um, I. I liked it. I can defend its honor in a minute when you go. <laughs> well, I like Tina Fey popping in there. I like what's his name? Uh, Tim Meadows. No. Oh, no? Yeah, I like Tim Meadows, but the guy uh, <laughs> the guy from... Uh, <laughs> you can see his face right now. <laughs> the Maybe guy he... from... The this, this selfish pig guy from... Um, selfish pig guy. From the 80s show where they're like, come on, he's really funny, but he played the... In the movie where everybody, like, men are reign supreme and women suck and they all wear turtlenecks and they drink coffee and they drink whiskey in the coffee cups. <laughs> Come on. Come on. What did he play in this movie? He's always funny. He was a, te he was a, a sex coach teacher. Oh, John Hamm. John Hamm. What's your show? <laughs> What's his show? Are you talking about Mad Men? Mad Men. See, they're terrible people. They're they're uh, mad men. Oh, and that's how we get to a lot of things in our conversations. Because <laughs> I never remember the names of things. Anyway, I like that he was in it. Um, what Nathan's about to say is that he doesn't think it's funny. But I don't. I, I think the jokes were. You're used to them. You've heard them all. I don't think that they can be re funny. I, I know, and that's why I struggle. Uh, I think I struggle about with this uh, film. It's just. I mean, I, I do uh, understand the financial implications of doing this movie. I, I've really tried to think about if I hadn't seen the original movie at all, like, would I enjoy this movie or like it as much as I did the original? And honestly, I, I don't know. <laughs> and so I, I do like... Um, I just, there was just some kind of flatness about this movie. I, I don't know why that originally felt, but I did overall liked it and I enjoyed it. Um, I thought the uh, social media integration of things and especially <laughs> when a scene would happen. Um, I mean, this isn't really ruining anything. I mean, it really is a pretty much it's like exactly straightforward, like the other, yeah, yeah, straightforward adaptation. But uh, like uh, when she gets hit by the bus <laughs> in the the state the santa dance number like the way they use social media to show like how like students it. would respond i think like dead on um so but did you see the original movie like when it came out i felt like we watched it like for the first time for you not that long ago no i saw it i, I just wasn't one that like watched it like a cult classic like, yeah i honestly didn't it kind of made me nervous then. It makes me a little nervous now. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. I don't like that mean girl right. like yeah. mentality. Um, 
But I, ironically, I know they cast those to be very similar, but there was a girl at Sooner Theater that played it in the Mean Girls Broadway production that looked just like, yeah. the, is her last name Rap? Uh, yeah, Renee Rap. Renee yeah, Rap. Yeah, yeah. And I just couldn't get over like how much like they cast those just identically. And, yeah. and I know that that's on purpose, but um, I just... I, I liked it. I think we're so inundated with it now. Yeah. I mean, I've seen the Broadway musical like three times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not not on Broadway, right. but three <laughs> yeah. times. Yeah. And so I just think that we're so used to it now that I think that that's hard. But everything comes out with a new one like Chicago yeah. and all of those where other people are going to be that really watch Chicago a lot. I, mean, I don't like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that it was Fosse yeah. in original form. And that's how I think you yeah. sound. That's how I think yeah. you sound. Oh, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm having like a crisis that I am now at this age where things have like cycled over like this and that it could almost be such a straightforward adaptation to be like, wait, are we just now it doesn't completely ignore the old, yeah. but don't you see Tina Fey a little bit going kind of like, I don't know why this is all happening over again, but I'm going with it. Yeah. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, it's sure something did. I did read about um, this movie, even though it's a musical, uh, I did like, they actually filmed this in a actual school uh, versus like a studio. And so I felt like the hallways um, and the cafeterias really felt like that. Yeah. Like it felt <laughs> genuine. Yeah. It felt yeah. really like lived in. Well, that's why the, them casting not known people for all the like the musical broadway stars really helped me yeah i mean i like the cameos i thought that was fun but then pat you know people that could really sing and like do it it yeah. felt way more genuine that's what yeah. i liked about it yeah and so i i don't know i just to me uh even the girls um the the plastics to me i just um I, I didn't like them as much. Did you like like the uh, Karen and Gretchen uh, characters in this? I mean, not as much as the original. Yeah, but I um I don't like them, so I'd never like them. <laughs> like they make me, they just make me so nervous. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I I would say I mean I I, I did enjoy it. I it's a it's this is one of the few movies where I have a hard time. <laughs> really expressing why because I feel like it is more of a me thing than the actual movie type of thing but I think if you like musicals it's not the best musical ever it's not the worst musical ever yeah uh, some of the sequence uh, musical sequences I thought were really good sometimes I was like that's that's all you're doing with this song but um but I think if you if you're new to the material, if you've seen the old stuff, I mean, I think definitely go watch it. And um, I enjoyed uh, it being a musical that we could go see in the uh, theaters because that just doesn't happen uh, yeah. very often And uh, we enjoyed it. I had popcorn in a seat that was warm and reclined. <laughs> What's more to love? I know. Uh, so, well, uh, that's our takes uh, on these movies. Uh, th thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to always visit our website, moviesreallife.com, for reviews on these uh on these movies that we covered and all our past episodes and everything else. Um, be looking forward uh, to other conversations into the rom-com list. We'll be covering knocked up soon and groundhog day in anticipation of February 2nd. So some really fun conversations there. Uh, Whitney, thanks for uh, taking this on and hopefully you're not too mad at me uh, after this recording. You got it. It's the middle of the day. So in case you thought I sounded a little more awake, <laughs> 
That's it. Yeah. If you would like to request that I'm always a little more awake and to record these in the middle of the day, please uh, respond to what's that email again? <laughs> Moviesarelifepod at gmail.com. Yeah, moviesarelifepod at gmail.com. Whitney in the middle of the day, subject line. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great week. <laughs>